Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. My name is Vanessa and we're going to dive into a really interesting topic today uh, with Maya. We're talking about cross-chain swaps, non-custodial cross-chain swaps. We'll talk about why this is important, uh, why it's coming to the Cosmos and Kajira. Um, but before we get started, I do just want to let everyone know that um, none of this is financial advice. So we're going to be talking about potentially tokens, uh, new, new projects. Uh, this is for education purposes only. Uh, please don't make any investment decisions based on what we're seeing here. You will get wrecked. It is just a, a guarantee if you take investment decisions based on people you hear on YouTube. So don't do that. Um, as you know, <laughs> part of our mission here is to have honest conversations with creators, builders, and artists within the crypto community. And our purpose is to elevate the humanity behind those who are driving us forward. Uh, I'm very blessed today to be joined by Alex, who is a co-founder of Maya. Alex, welcome. Hi, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, it's, it's great that you're here. Um, and, you know, as we like to do, just to get to know people a little bit better, uh, can you talk about your journey into crypto? Like, how did you first discover crypto and how did you get to the point that you're, you're actually building in crypto? Yeah, well, you know, I'd never had that question asked to me. Uh, so very good question. Whew, probably around nine years ago, uh, this is, no, and hold on, this is a sad story. Uh, I was told by a friend, and this friend might be listening to this to this uh, stream someday, so uh, you know who you are. Uh, and the guy was like, "Hey, we should we should, you know, get some Bitcoin." I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's do it. How much is it?" Uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, "Oh, but I don't have two hundred and fifty dollars now." Um, like. Can you, can you buy like just like half of one or like a third of one? He was like, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, oh, okay. And then we never did. <laughs> <laughs> so very sad story. Uh, then you uh, like go forward to 2016. And I started getting just a bit more curious. I started doing more uh, uh, research. I did my own like uh, wallet, not, not like self-custody wallet, like just a sex wallet uh, here on, in Latin America. And uh, yeah, just send, send uh, a few pesos and saw how it worked. It was interesting. And just, I made the habit of like catching up with it every once in a while. Then uh, 2017, I started to get a bit more serious. There, there was like a, a, a big high. I thankfully uh, did not buy the highs, uh, but I started getting more like, oh, this is this is starting to look unstoppable to me. Um, and I started to get how it's a societal change that we're going to be living in the next few years. Um, so then it crashed, it crashes. And I just thought this is, this is a bargain. So I, I went all in on ETH from 2018 in the lows to like 2021 in the highs. Uh, so that was a nice journey. And of course, now that I had a bag, I had more of a reason to, like a, a larger bag, I had a more reason to to actually do more research into like white papers and be more caught up. And uh, yeah, then to 2021, I actually uh, found ThorChain and I thought this is amazing. This is definitely something that is needed because it was always very annoying to be in crypto, but using Binance or Bitso or Coinbase. It was annoying to me. It's like, yeah. why, are we, why are we doing this? Like, isn't this meant to be decentralized? So I saw ThorChain, <laughs> I was like, 
wow, this is so cool. So I essentially took my ETH profits, some of it to real estate and some of it to give birth to Maya with my partners. Uh, and here we are today, 2023. Uh, wow. Launch and a uh, pretty large journey, two years now developing Maya. So uh, very excited for, for what's coming. Uh, that's awesome. I just love the redemption arc of kind of missing out on Bitcoin back in the day and then catching Ethereum, you know, kind of near some of its lows um, and, and being yeah. able to kind of use use that experience to inform uh, a better decision later on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't want to miss it twice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I just then like on, upon more thinking, it's like it's obvious to be a builder in this space. Like you can do so much uh, and so much positive impact, and uh, that that's where most of the real opportunities are because there's so much need of people not only that participate, but that actually come and, and contribute. Uh, so, and and I always say like, money follows value. If you add value to society, eventually, it will it will consolidate into into value to you back. Uh, so. Like shout out to anybody listening. You don't need to have a tech background. That's also what I get very often. Like, ah, but I don't, I don't, I don't code. I don't code. Okay, uh, I do not. Not for the life of me. I can read code a bit, um, and and I understand what's going on uh, uh, in, in depth. But I don't code for the life of me. So don't don't feel that as a stopper. What you need in this space is just work, uh, a lot of catching the trends and being like online um, and just really I believe having the mission of crypto at heart will, will push you forward through the ranks so uh, just do those three and uh, in whatever side of the court you are I know people in marketing I know people in, in project management I know people in just uh, uh, good old communications uh, whatever you don't need to code you can just work and uh, this space needs needs your time so I love that message. Uh, and, you know, an, another public service announcement, you can buy less than one Bitcoin. You can buy less than oh. one ETH. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can buy at, at least one Satoshi and one, one buy. Uh, and on Fortune, you can buy uh, even one hundred millionth of a room, uh, which should be pretty cheap. So, uh yeah, yeah, accessible definitely. to everyone. <laughs> yeah. I did want to give a shout out to if anyone who's watching live. I always love to know who's watching. So just say hi in, in chat. Uh, you know, we will have an opportunity to take questions and comments on uh, the, the project and anything that comes up. So, yeah, let us know. Um, let's talk a bit about ThorChain. So you mentioned kind of ThorChain was an awakening. Um, not everyone, I think, knows what ThorChain is. So can you just mm -hmm. explain it for folks? Like what, what is it? What, what uh, value does it bring to the system? Sure. Um, well, de depending on, on who's listening, you they might either know Coinbase and Binance or they might know Uniswap. Um, so ThorChain is some sort of like a Coinbase or Binance, but decentralized. You're not trusting one central party. You're trusting a network of over, you know, around 100 nodes that are economically incentivized to, to maintain honesty and security of the network with huge bonds. So you can do more research on that. Now, if you say, oh, okay, but we have Uniswap. Well, Uniswap is just limited to Ethereum. And there are many other options like bridges that open you up for more EVM chains and stuff. But uh, yeah, the problem with, with bridges is you're representing an asset in another chain. You're not really exchanging. 
Um, so what Thorchain does is essentially what Uniswap does, but cross-chain. So between Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cosmos, uh, Doge, uh, Avax. Uh, so you can do swaps, perform swaps seamlessly from one chain to another, uh, maintaining custody of your funds at the beginning and at the end. So you had Bitcoin in your self-custody wallet under your seed phrase, you're the custodian. Uh, you send the swap over to Thorchain and you will receive Ethereum to your custody wallet as well. So you never had like your assets shipped or, or like standing by in a, in a central exchange. And as you know, when things have to start going south, the central exchanges tend to just block and it's like, no, stop, don't do it. So they just block your withdrawals, they block your ability to move uh, Thorchain, you can, you can always move around, which I think is invaluable. Now with all the things happening with USDC, I was sleeping like a baby because I just had my assets in my custody. And when I felt a bit uncomfortable with USDC, I just did a swap over to Bitcoin. It happened in a few minutes. Like no, no issues at all. So uh, many people weren't sleeping like a baby. Uh, so if, if you're one of those, I suggest, highly suggest to take a look at what Thorchain is doing and what wallet supports Thorchain. And some of those will be supporting Maya soon. That's that's a fantastic description. And I think people kind of underappreciate the value of not having to bridge your assets over to Ethereum to use Uniswap, uh, right? You, it's it's native chain from native wallet to native wallet is what, what Thorchain does. Um, now, kind of building on top of that, like tell us how Maya uh, protocol started and how it's related to Thorchain. Yeah, so uh, it was um, March or April 2021. And uh, I was already doing my deep dive on Thorchain. I was already a uh, a liquidity provider, which what that is, is another subject entirely. Um, but yeah, I was an LP on ETH Rune and what's super interesting was happening. So I was like just listening to what was going on. And uh, I was listening to, a, to like a webinar type of thing uh, on YouTube. And one of the people involved on Thorchain just said like, I believe in the future there will be up to two or three of, of these things. And I was like, dude, I want to be, I want to be second. These guys are doing something amazing. So uh, immediately I got the idea of Maya and Cacao. Like that was in an instant. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm from Mexico. I'm very proud of our culture. Uh, so it made sense to me. Uh, for people that don't know, Cacao was used by Mayan culture as a means of exchange, but nobody controlled it. Oh. It was just uh, used. So it, it grew literally on trees, but very in, in the jungle, so very hard to find. And it was a, a means of exchange. So you, know, you would exchange sheep for labor using cacao as an intermediary form of money. So that's what's happening on, on Maya too. When you swap from Bitcoin to ETH, you're going through, through cacao. Um, so I, I, I was just, you know, thought about that, started to get to work. Uh, thankfully, uh, me and my partners, we were in a position of having a software agency with a lot of developers, programmers, designers, marketing, stuff like that. So uh, we were in a good position to to start to get to work uh, with little kind of uh, um, additional overhead. So uh, we started to getting work to, to work essentially in a kind of exploratory experimental way. Then after a few months, uh, we got some seed investment, kept working, then a series A fund funding, series B funding now, uh, last few months, and now we're launching. So that's more or less a 
summarized story. Well, so there's a lot to dig into there, but the, the one part that I'm just stuck on is this idea that, you know, way back, uh, people would essentially use proof of work going into the jungle to get the cacao, and then they'd be able to exchange that. And it's just, you know, think about Bitcoin and the systems we have today. It's all digital, but it's like, it's proof of actual work that you had there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of blowing my mind at the moment. Uh, yeah. I do... Do you also want to say hi to Sir Karen? Always great to have you here. Uh, you know, I'm going to be learning a lot through this conversation as well. So I hope you will as well. Uh, and Kip, welcome. Uh, great to have you on the show as well. Um, so let's kind of unpack a, a little bit. Um, you know, as you're, you were describing it, you mentioned that it would transfer from, uh, you know, Bitcoin to cacao to wherever you were, you were transferring. How does that work? Why, why do you need that intermediary token or coin? Sure. So... The important part here is you need to have an exchange rate between Bitcoin and ETH. And you need to have also a way to connect both chains uh, and its their liquidity. So the problem, if you have 10 assets and you want to do Bitcoin ETH and then ETH Atom, but Bitcoin Atom and Atom AVAX, ETH AVAX, Bitcoin AVAX, very quickly you start getting very shallow pools. Hmm. And shallow pools are a very big problem uh, because uh, they incur bigger slippage. Uh, so it's more, it's less feasible or affordable for a person to perform a swap since the slippage they will incur is bigger. Uh, and you either harm the LP by, uh, by having them eat the slippage or you uh, alienate the swapper by having them pay for the slippage. So they would say, no, thank you, I can't afford it. So we really want deep, deep, uh, deep pools. So what Kakao does on Maya and Rune does on Thorchain is essentially that intermediary where you only have one Bitcoin pool with Rune, one ETH pool with Rune, one mm -hmm. Atom pool with Rune, and they're very deep pools. So when you're swapping Bitcoin ETH, you just do, by the way, as a user, you don't even see this. You, you have Bitcoin, you say, I want ETH, you send, you receive, you're good to go. But what happened behind the kitchen is actually... It happened, there was one swap, Bitcoin Cacao in the Bitcoin pool, and then another one, Cacao ETH in the ETH pool. Uh, and that's it. So uh, that, that's, that's the reasoning behind it. Uh, there's more, more things, of course, going on in the background, but I don't want to get too technical, I think. Okay, I mean, I think that makes it makes a lot of sense, right? So you've you've got that liquidity that you now have a, a depth of liquidity. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm you, you know struggling with a little bit, maybe back to when the the founder of Thorchain was talking, and he said there'll be lots of Thorchains. Um, uh, why do we need more than one? Like, why do we need a Maya protocol as well as a Thorchain? So uh, th there's several reasons. Um, like number one, Thorchain cannot support all chains. And Maya can't either. There's a limit to to how much uh, you can you can how many chains you can keep adding and still have them in sync. Uh, it just becomes more more problematic to have more and more chains. And eventually, you hit a limit around 20 to 30 chains. Um, so we we believe the the future to be multi-chain anyway. So there will more certainly be more than 30 chains. Uh, if you you because you can include L2s too and L3s and whatever. Um, so that's that's one thing, like bandwidth. Number two is, this is very important infrastructure. And as important infrastructure, you don't want to rely on just one option. Mm. You want reliability and redundancy. So think Visa and MasterCard. All banks essentially on earth uh, are willing to emit uh, cards using both MasterCard and Visa. Uh, so you'll just randomly get one or the other. 
And the reasoning behind it is if there's a problem with Visa, well, they can go MasterCard and, and the other way, right? They don't lose 100% of their, of their transaction volume if one goes down or the other, uh, which it's totally normal to have downtime in a payment system. So Thorchain has had downtime at some point. Maya will also be having downtime every once in a while. So when one is down or the other, you can just uh, use, use the next. Um, so that's one of the most, most important things to me. But another important part is just decentralization. Uh, it's good to be having several teams working on the same code base uh, that are each incentivized to, to innovate and, and like do the best they can. Competition is always good for the end consumer, uh, for the end user. So that, that, that would be another point. And just the market is big. I mean, if the, if the market is big, which we believe it will be, it's like yeah. growing very, very fast. The, the, the volume decks have as a percentage of total volume. Uh, that's increasing. It's increasing a lot. Uh, if you see Uniswap, Uniswap is not the major exchange hub of Ethereum. And we believe with Thorchain and Maya, we will become the main exchange hub for crypto as a whole. So with a, such a large pie, it's just natural that, that there will be more players involved. Uh, and I, I, we got, I think, on the right horse. So uh, Thorchain has kept developing uh, their, their technology, has been battle tested. They have a good roadmap ahead that we can inherit because we're still backwards compatible, although we, we've done a few changes ourselves. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I would say are the reasons. Uh, just uh, decentralization of teams, reliability and redundancy, and the fact that uh, you don't have like infinite bandwidth for chains. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I'm curious in terms of the differences you see over time emerging between Maya Protocol and Thorchain. Obviously, you've you kind of got Thorchain as a base that you're building on, but where do you see uh, yourselves adding unique value? Um, well, one of the things we've already did, uh, and we're we're launching this week, so we'll we'll see how that goes uh, in the next few weeks. But we changed very slightly the economic security model, where nodes on Maya, they bond liquidity provider units instead of just cacao or room as it is in Thorchain. So if you're familiar with liquid staking derivatives, this is like an inverse liquid staking derivative. In a liquid staking derivative, you stake your, your token and then you get your LSD and you use that LSD to LP or, or do some other economical activity. So you get double, uh, um, double yield. Here it's the other way around. Nodes LP first in the I don't know Bitcoin cacao pool, and then they LP, uh, sorry they they bond or stake uh, that, those LP units. So what this allows is like dramatic change because uh, on Thorchain you have two buckets: you have the pool bucket and the bond bucket, uh, and they're large. Each is around a hundred million dollars today. Uh, so the problem there is just the pool capital is going to work every day. Uh, but the yield that that pool generates must be diluted across the whole two buckets. So everybody's getting half, essentially. Uh, on Maya, instead, you have one bucket. Uh, the, the, the pooled capital and the bonded capital is in the same bucket. So we can do the same that Thorchin does with $200 million with just $100 million. Uh, and that's dramatic because then everybody gets uh, a better yield. You need less capital to scale. Um, and just in general, you can you can get away with uh, what we're trying to do, which is no 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 inflation. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, 
that would be the main change. There's other small change changes. For instance, we're going to play a bit with how savers yield is paid out. Uh, we believe it should be variable uh, as a as a percent as a function of uh, synth depth, which is something a bit too technical. Whereas Thorchin believes it should be fixed as a percentage of LP yield. Mm -hmm. So we disagree. That's fine. That's fine. They can test that. We can test this. See what's better, and 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 improve. And just like that little decision, there's many small decisions that we're tweaking. And um, this allows us to be comparing in real life situations, which things are, are performing which way. Uh, and obviously we want to have the upper hand ourselves. So we will be doing a lot of work. We, we need to, since we're not the incumbent, we're kind of in competing with Goliath here. Thorchain has done an incredible job, uh, mad respect to them. Uh, we really admire what they've done and respect uh, all their work. So uh, we need to really make an effort if we wish to see the light of day. So uh, wish us luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of like deep technical differences that I maybe hadn't quite expected. Kind of, it seems almost at the protocol level and you know how bonding works. Uh, maybe just for, for my understanding. Um, so by combining the liquidity pools and, and having the bond essentially be the liquidity pools, um, mm -hmm. Does that introduce any other risks into the system? Like there was a was there a particular reason that Thorchain chose to keep them separate and have its economic security kind of separate from its liquidity? You do have to change a lot of the security assumptions. Uh, Thorchain can get away with thirty three percent of the capital being bonded. We need to increase that overboard all the way up to at least seventy five uh, percent. So it sounds like a lot. But since it's within the $100 million bucket, you're fine because it's just $75 million, you see? Um, so the, the reasoning why Thorchain did it that way, it's kind of at face value the most safe way because the node, if they misbehave, if something happens to Thorchain, they lose all their bond, right? Yeah. Uh, so at the face value, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, um, a right way to go, a very safe way to go. On Maya, uh, you still have that part where you lose half of your position because that, that half is lost, the cacao half is lost. So you just need to increase the, the bond requirements so that even though they do keep the asset side, they still lose overall. And that's why we need to go way over bonded. But it also shows a, a few more important distinctions, which is, for instance, there's something called Ragnarok. Because no, nothing is black and white. There's so many shades of gray. Uh, so there's something called Ragnarok on Thorchain and Maya. Ragnarok essentially means there's some problem. We want to give back all the liquidity to everyone. Imagine there's like a terminal bug, like a catastrophic bug on Thorchain. 67% of the nodes need to kind of decide to do and perform that Ragnarok, right? The problem is they would lose everything. <laughs> they lose absolutely everything if they do so. Whereas on Maya, they at least are keeping half of their bonds. So we believe that will make nodes even more likely to decide uh, to salvage that half uh, if it comes if push comes to shove. Whereas nodes on Thorchain, I believe they would kind of try, try to stretch it too much for that to take that difficult decision because taking the decision would mean they lose everything, whereas the LPs are are, are made whole. So uh, again, these are the kinds of things that I believe that's a point for Maya, and there are other points for Thorchain. Yeah. But we ultimately will have to see how it performs in real life. Um, for anybody listening, if you are very mindful of your bag, which you should be, like, fortune is way safe 
we're, we're way more safe now uh, just because of the fact that they, they've been around for longer. So uh, for wealth conservation, go to Fortune. We're very happy. If, if you went in because of Maya but end up in Fortune, we ha we're happy. At the end, our mission is to separate money from state. So you're accomplishing that mission that way. Uh, but if what you're looking for is maybe more of a progressive chain that's still kind of experimenting, finding its place, and, and maybe being able to, to do a few more things, then, then Maya can have a bit more upside, but it comes with risks as well. So uh, we haven't tested this in, in a live chain. Be mindful, do your own research, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We, we have confidence in the model. That's why we're here. Uh, but uh, we ultimately have to see what the real world decides for us. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. No, actually, it says very few uh, teams that would point to ostensibly their competitor and say, consider them for these cases. So, you know, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Uh, we did have a question here from generic name one, two, three. <laughs> Is uh, when can we expect launch? Now, did, did I hear uh, a week or two away or did I miss no, here? This week. This uh, week. Yeah. It looks very likely uh, Wednesday, 10 a.m. So actually, mainnet is already out. The, the chain is already producing blocks. Uh, we're just waiting for something called Genesis nodes to turn into the mainnet. So they custody the funds when we launch what is called the liquidity auction, which is where people can LP. Just remember how you LP Bitcoin and cacao. Well, at launch, there's no cacao. You just LP Bitcoin and we'll donate away the cacao site. We will give you away the cacao side for free which is amazing this will happen only once which is in the month of march um but more on that um mainnet is ready we're just uh um, performing a churn on station today where the genesis nodes will go into our kind of testing environment make sure everything's fine there and then later today or tomorrow morning we perform the same churn now on the mainnet make sure do a full system check, uh, make sure everything is working as it should, and we would be ready for uh, uh, opening up the liquidity auction on on Wednesday. We are, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just I'm bringing this up here. It looks like you're a little bit ahead of the schedule, just to give folks a visual to look at like yeah. everything we're, that's we're, happening. We're a bit behind, actually. So uh, March 6th, that already happened. March 7th, we did launch mainnet, well, March 8th, uh, at, at, you know, during the wee hours there. Um, but the liquidity auction, since we have don't have the Genesis nodes, if people start adding liquidity to the mainnet, Maya protocol team would have full custody of customer funds. Mm. And we don't want that. What's the point? We're here to not let people trust parties and we're here accepting funds. No, <laughs> over my dead body. So we're just uh, having Genesis nodes catch up. Um, so uh, we pushed... The start of the liquidity auction until tomorrow or, or Wednesday. It's probably Wednesday, 10 a.m. And then the we are instead of finishing on March 7, 27th, we push that to March 30th. Uh, so it, you, we are kind of winning some days there. Then March 31st is cacao donation to pools, and first of April uh, we should start uh, having swaps and trading. So uh, and April 17th remains as such. So that's a revision of the timeline. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. No, thank you. It was uh, good, to, good to see. And, and I think something that's unique is you mentioned kind of the first time if you uh, do come into the liquidity auction, you essentially get the second half of the pair in cacao kind of donated to you kind of for free. Yeah. Almost. 
No, for free, literally. You just need to wait for a few uh, for a few days uh, on a short lockup, uh, just so we make sure that you are serious to be an LP. Um, also, I see another question about tier one liquidity. That's a whole other subject. Uh, but if we start Wednesday, you would have until Sunday, 10 a.m. for the first uh, airdrop, generic name, one, two, three. Uh, um, yeah, there's obviously a lot to talk about uh, on Maya. Uh, we always like to direct people to our docs, which is docs.mayaprotocol.com. You can find all sort of information there. Uh, there's a white paper. There's a section in the official links part where it says um, uh, interviews. So you'll see more interviews like this one. But obviously, we can cover more topics because we're just having uh, different questions asked. And uh, yeah, just in general, or Discord and or Twitter. Uh, or Twitter has a lot of announcements and a lot of engagement. But on Discord, we really do deep dives and stuff. So if you're really curious about all, all that's going to happen, uh, that's the best place to, to go. Our community is amazing. You'll find many times that they will answer before uh, somebody from the team. So uh, good luck with, with our Discord. Shout yeah. out to everybody there on our com very beautiful community. I, I uh, put the link to the docs uh, in chat. If you're uh, watching later on, uh, you'll find it in the description for the video as well. So you can follow along their, their Twitter. You'll, you'll have a link to their website to be able to find uh, Maya Protocol. Um, Alex, tell me a bit more about Cacao and the tokenomics around Cacao, mm -hmm. uh, kind of the distribution of it, some things that people might be interested if they're uh, perhaps concerned about coming in to provide liquidity, like what the dilution is going to look like, the, the impermanent loss in the pools. Yeah. So first off, 90% of Cacao, uh, the 100 million uh, supply, is donated in the liquidity auction to LPs there. And the other 10% just goes to, uh, to the reserve for impermanent loss protection. So we are essentially already fully diluted at launch. And uh, we are protected to the, to the downside of, of ILP, so of impermanent loss, sorry. So like, there's, there's not much to worry on that front. There are other things to worry on Maya, believe me, but that's not one of them. Uh, we, we are a very real yield oriented uh, project. So uh, you, you, you will not be diluted to death here. <laughs> and you'll also, you'll also notice that then who, you know, how does the team get paid? We don't get any cacao. And that's by design. We don't want team investors, VCs, advisors having cacao and being able to dump on the economy of Maya uh, and dump on the community. So there's no best thing for us. We're not getting any cacao at all whatsoever. What we get instead is a percentage of the fees. So we're incentivized to generate utility for the chain. We're incentivized to integrate Maya in many UIs, many wallets, integrate many chains onto Maya, uh, and really do the job of creating value for LPs and nodes. Because for every $9 the ecosystem earns, we earn one, uh, which is essentially 10% of the fees. So uh, paid out in cacao every 24 hours. So uh, this kind of right to the cash flows is, is what we get as team. So we are never gonna invest cacao out of the blue and, and be able to sell uh, on the community. And I believe that's the right model. We have no incentive whatsoever to hype cacao either. Uh, we want cacao to be useful. Uh, and the more useful cacao and my protocol are, uh, uh, the better we do. And we're strapped in for the long term because of this. So. Uh, just uh, tokenomics here are rock solid. 
they're meant to be the fairest lunch that we could think of. And um, I do think we're going to set a standard on how to launch fairly, uh, at least uh, if you're talking about a liquidity-oriented protocol. Yeah, 90% of the community is definitely um, unusual in terms of its fairness. I think uh, a lot of teams keep a lot more back for themselves and for other things. Can you explain a bit more how the impermanent loss protection uh, ends up working? So there are... Um, we. we... We kind of changed impermanent loss protection a bit with regards to how Thorchain used to do it. Thorchain does no longer have IOP. I'm going to call it IOP now. Uh, it's just so we can, it's a long, long term. Um, but essentially, um, you, at the point at which you LP, say Bitcoin Cacao, uh, essentially it's recorded the, the, the kind of uh, ratio they were LP that, right? And how much it was from each. So uh, the, the counter starts, and for the first 50 days of that position, whenever that was, you have no ILP whatsoever. So if you choose to withdraw, you're not protected if there was any impermanent loss. From day 50 to 150, impermanent loss protection will increase at 1% per day. So on day 80, since your position started, uh, the first 50 have zero protection, the next 30 get you 30% of ILP for cacao underperforming your asset. So if your the asset you LP increases in value or cacao decreases in value during the period. Uh, so what happens there is uh, you essentially compare with what we call the huddle value, uh, what you would have if you had just held Bitcoin and cacao separately and compare that with what you're getting now and we will we'll pay you the difference essentially. Uh, how much of that difference depends on how protected you are. Now, that's only for cacao underperformance. For cacao overperforming your asset, so your asset went down in value or cacao went up in value compared to your asset uh, uh, when you wanted to withdraw, there we protect again from day 50 to 450 at 0.25% per day uh, for full protection. After 450, 450, you're essentially fully protected to cacao underperforming or overperforming at the point of your withdrawal. The reason why we make it larger for overperformance is because you already enjoyed cacao being a very strong asset. That's why it's increasing in value. Uh, so we don't want people that after 100 days, uh, they can just say, oh, look, cacao overperformed. Now pay me back for the permanent loss generated from having a strong asset. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> we, we are willing to do it for the long holders because thanks to them, we're having these kind of increasing value um, and kind of this strong asset uh, uh, kind of system, uh, but just over a longer time horizon. Yeah. Uh, so that's more or less how, how it works. Um, what's, what's the um, kind of interest you've seen so far from the community in order to provide liquidity? Very high. So we're, we're, we're having the liquidity auction now. Most of the people on our, on our uh, community want to do it as tier one. What means tier one during the auction is that they will get the cacao for free to complement their, their LP units. And they have to, as, as, as soon as cacao is donated, they will have to stay for a further 200 days in mm -hmm. the protocol with their LP position. Um, this is not like happening all the time. If you add liquidity after the auction is over, there are no lockups whatsoever because you didn't get it free. But these guys that did, they're expected to, to wait for, for a bit longer. There's tier two, that is 90 days lockup, and tier three, which is 30-day lockup. 
they, they have different benefits. Uh, but most of our community wants to be tier one. Uh, so that means we, we would have kind of deep-rooted liquidity for 200 days. During those 200 days, we have time to start supporting new chains like Dash, Kuji, uh, and others uh, to get integrated into other wallets and UIs um, to push forward new functionalities like savers um, and just in general to bootstrap the volume and the utility so that after those 200 days, the people that are helping are getting just a better yield out of staying in Maya than leaving. So they, they I hope they much rather stay. Uh, so we'll see about that. Awesome. Yeah. Our generic name has a, has another question around kind of withdrawal per day. And maybe you could kind of set up the system of like, what is the withdrawal per day? How does it, the 0.1% work? Um, yeah. So it's none of the, none of the tiers has 0.1% withdrawal. There's uh, tier three has 4.5%, tier two has 1.5% and tier one has 0.5% per day. So that is every day whatever you have that in that morning's position in your lockup for the tier, because you got cacao for free, uh, you can withdraw in tier two, for instance, up to 1.5% of that morning's amount. If you don't withdraw anything, it doesn't sum up for the next day. So next day, again, you just have 1.5% allowance. And if you don't withdraw anything for a week, after a week, you have 1.5% allowance for that day. Now, as you withdraw, what the LP position you end up with is smaller now. So next day's withdrawal will be actually smaller in absolute value. So just keep that in mind. Um, so you could withdraw daily, maximally. Uh, if you did, after 90 days, you would still be left with 25% of your position at the end of 90 days, which then you're free to also withdraw in full after the 90-day lockup. Um, you can also just choose not to withdraw, and that's fine. But every day, every morning, you have the choice to, to get a bit back. Uh, and we just did that because we're just mindful of, of, of your back. Um, you might need the money for something that's happening uh, in your personal life or, or, or on crypto. So we, we did it that way. Uh, but yeah, if you don't want lockups, uh, you can also just wait for the auction to be over. And April 1st, you can add liquidity. Um, that one you can add and withdraw anytime. Awesome. No, thanks for the, the comprehensive answer there. Um, so you mentioned that, you, you know, launching soon, uh, which chains are you going to be launching initially with and which wallets? So we're launching uh, first on the liquidity auction with Rune, Bitcoin and ETH, and USDT as an ERC-20. Um, so you can add liquidity from those for the auction. Uh, then we donate cacao and first thing, in, in, our, in our plan is to add Dash uh, ahead of 10th of April, uh, should everything go according to plan. And Dash, uh, if you want to LP Dash, interestingly, you need to get cacao using Bitcoin or ETH. So you buy cacao on Maya and then take that cacao and LP your Dash and cacao. Um, then we hope also in April to be launching Kuji. Um, we just think it's an important exchange chain and, and it has a, a bright future. We would love to put Osmo too, but we need to fix the fact that Osmo has a lot of inflation. So it doesn't make any sense to LP in Maya at all because uh, you just get a much better yield by, 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 by staking. So we need to, to either do with an LSD or, or just look for ways for the pool to get part of that inflation. So you have similar uh, uh, kind of APY amounts for all of this to make sense. 
Um, so that's why Osmo is not in the, in the roster as of yet. Um, and yeah, then we're looking for Polygon and BSC also around summer, pending some economic and security reviews and Cardano by the end of the year. No, that's fantastic. And and uh, will any wallet uh, work with it, or do you have to have a particular wallet to, to bring these things? For example, if I have Bitcoin, you know, how would I, I bring it? And, um, sure. It? The, the most recommended to use is storewallet.org. Uh, they've been doing hard work on integrating. We meet with them every day, actually. Had a meeting with them before this call, actually. Um, just for the fact that they're kind of readily supporting Maya for the launch. Uh, but over time, other UIs and wallets will support. That said, you don't really need to use store wallet. You could actually participate using custom memos, but that's pretty advanced. Uh, so if you if you want to do that, fine, but just go to the Discord, inform yourself very closely, ask me questions there. I'm at Alex Smith there too, uh, on, on the Twitter and Discord, like right here on the table to you. Uh, so um, just make sure you, you have a lot of knowledge on that before you start using custom memos in other wallets. If, if you're not that uh, kind of crypto savvy yet or code savvy, just go to Thor Wallet. You can import your seed phrase there if you like, or just create a new key store altogether and participate through them. They have mobile for iOS and Android, and they also have the web app. So several options for you guys. Awesome, awesome. So that, that's kind of nice and simple for folks. I was reading through your docs uh, before the, the conversation, and you were talking about a full suite of planned features in some future roadmap where you mentioned synthetics, there were features for savers and liquidity and lending. Um, can you talk a little bit more about those those planned features? So, yeah, we, we will have swapping and savers from the beginning. Swapping is just, I have Bitcoin, I want ETH. Savers is, I have Bitcoin and I want in-kind yield on Bitcoin. Um, so those are in from the beginning, in April, essentially. Um, then we remain backwards compatible with ThorChain as they develop lending order books and perpetuals. So just as they, as they pull out those features, we can tropicalize them to Maya. And then Maya itself is working on new chain integrations and then also smart contracts with a sidechain called Aztec. So that's essentially what we're working on. Integrating chains, getting integrating wallets, utilizing uh, uh, futures from ThorChain and tweaking them according to what Maya uh, is looking for, and the the smart contract sidechain launch. So that's that's a mouthful already for 2023. So uh, <laughs> don't expect anything else, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. Next year, next year, next year we can talk about more things. I promise we have a lot of ideas. Uh, but just give us a. It was a few months to stabilize everything, you know? Yeah, if the, the barriers for building, you all are taking the building very strongly. And so <laughs> I love to see that. Um, you mentioned Aztec as a side chain, and, and I was looking through, there was also kind of an Aztec token. Like, how did those play together and work together? So remember how we get, we earn from um, revenues and fees of the protocol? We, what we did is our, uh, we tokenized the revenues from Maya in something called the Maya token. And we tokenized the revenues from the Aztec smart contract sidechain into the Aztec token. Again, 10% and 10% of fees respectively. So it's just a way to transfer the rights to claim uh, that percentage of the cash flows. Uh, so um, now in the case of the founders allocation, which is 15.6% of the supply of Maya and Aztec each, 
they're completely locked forever. We can never sell them. We can just uh, use the cacao that gets stripped to us every day. Um, so we can never exit. We're in it for the long haul. But our investors, uh, team, advisors, people that got uh, airdropped this part because we're also very thankful to Fortune. We're giving away a lot of these right to cash flows to them um, uh, just with, to pay respects for what came before us. So all of them, they don't really need to wait for the cash flow to drip in. They can also just sell the Maya token uh, with some, you know, at some valuation uh, with a PE ratio or discounted cash flow models in perpetuity, um, whatever that uh, number comes to be, uh, so that they don't have to, you know, wait for forever. So a market for that would develop too, uh, and that would be pretty interesting. But importantly, Maya and Aztec have no governance rights whatsoever, no further utility. They're not used to pay for gas or anything. Just Cacao is the main flagship token. It's in the pools, it's in the bonds, it pays for gas. Uh, it's what you use for governance since nodes, when they bond Cacao in the LP positions, uh, nodes essentially are kind of like a Senate. So they do governance. So we, we have no powers at all. Uh, so just wanted to be clear on that. But uh, if you just want to participate in the ecosystem, you can forget about Maya and Aztec. Now, if you are very bullish that you think Maya will increase a lot in its trading volume, uh, you can you can get some Maya or Aztec for yourself. But uh, aside from that, the best play is just go to Cacao. It will have a very stable value uh, and increase as we increase the uh, total value locked uh, in assets of the protocol. Awesome. So, the, so generic names is asking, you know, Aztec and and Maya, uh, they're completely separate. So if one, you know, if Aztec doesn't work out, then Maya is mm -hmm. not affected by that particular. Uh, Correct. So, so they're very, very much uh, independent from each other. They have triple redundancy to connect, but uh, you have essentially they share the same nodes. They can communicate through IBC, which is how Cosmos Chain communicates. So, sending cacao back and forth, and Aztec will also be uh, connected through Bifrost to Maya, so that you can swap assets on Aztec to BTC or ETH, uh, just like you would uh, now when you saw Atom to BTC, uh, since Aztec is very similar to, to Cosmos Gaia. So importantly, they can all, these three links can be severed uh, for some reason, and Aztec is still producing blocks and Maya is completely unaffected. Uh, we, we have time then to just put all three connections back together, but it would be, it would be very weird that all three happen at the same time, <laughs> but even then it can be brought back. And Aztec as a project can also fail and the worst that can happen is just we recall all the cacao back into Maya and shut the chain down, and it's fine. So uh, it poses no real risk at all, uh, which you know is the right model to do this. So, yeah, good question, by the way, very good question. Yeah, I was curious as you you were talking about the different um, chains you're integrating with, and I didn't hear Cosmos and Adam in in the kind of the first set of change, and I'm wondering why. Uh, well, the thing is, Cosmos and Atom is already integrated on Thorchain, and it really is not, at this point, very much high volume. Mm -hmm. What we want to have between Thorchain and Maya, we will share like the highest grossing uh, assets, Bitcoin and ETH, but the rest, we actually want to have diversity of chains. So we're kind of each in our own niche. Importantly, Maya supports Rune. So there's a cacao room pool on Maya that will help arbitrage and aggregate between Maya and Thorchain. So what that means is 
you can go to Cosmos through Maya. You just have one more intermediary step of going to Thorchain as well. So if you want to do a swap between Dash and Atom, you do a Dash Rune swap on Maya and then a Rune Atom swap on Thorchain. And it all was decentralized. We will be able to aggregate in the future so that it happens in one click though, which will be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is all. Like it's, uh, we don't need to all have all chains. Uh, we will share Bitcoin, ETH, and this cacao room pool, and then have diverse chains along the way for the more like long tail assets. Now, with with Kajera, I know that they're about to release their mobile wallet called called Sona. I don't want to put you on the spot and disclose anything that maybe we shouldn't hear, but I am curious if if Maya will be integrated directly into Sonar, so I can, uh, you know, bring Bitcoin in or, or bring you know ETH in and swap it directly like that. It, it could be. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing stopping uh, them from doing it. Uh, we've been in comms with people from the, their team, um, so you know, I think as as time goes, it just will become obvious for user interfaces that have Kuji or have Dash to be using Maya infrastructure as well. Uh, how much, it's more up to them. There can be a wallet in Dash that just wants to add Dash savers, that's it. No swaps, no nothing, it's just too complicated, just Dash savers and period. Whereas there can be some that completely convert themselves into an extension of Maya, which would be pretty cool. But there's, there's a spectrum there. Um, so I don't know, uh, could happen. It's there. Definitely technically easy to do. So Amaya and Thorchain does it like burns it like put puts it all very, very easy to do for user interfaces. So uh it, it's essentially up the, the uh, like the pipe dream of, of any wallet because they just need to take care of the front end and Thorchain and Maya take care of all the back end. So it's like wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that's great. Just as we're talking, one of the other things. Um, that I'm imagining in my brain. I don't know how familiar you are with a, a service called Calc Finance that's on Kujera. It's kind of a dollar cost averaging service. Mm -hmm. um, and here in the US, we have a service called Swan Bitcoin, which essentially does the same thing. And then every now and again, it just transfers the Bitcoin out to your Bitcoin wallet. It sounds mm -hmm. like with a service like Maya, you could just plug that in. And, you know, at some period, just transfer it out to your, your actual Ethereum, your Bitcoin wallet. Um, yeah, you could. Getting the possibilities going here. I know that you do have a, a, another place to, to run to. So did want to give you a chance if there's anything that we haven't covered through this discussion that, that you would like to share with the community or like people to know about Maya Protocol. Um, yeah, let me know. What, what, what else have we missed? Well, I, I think we covered most bases. There's obviously much more information out there. So yeah. uh, guys, follow us and, and welcome to Maya. Uh, if this is the first time you're hearing about this. Um, yeah, I, I just would like to give a message that we're seeing what's happening with central central parties. Like crypto was not made for this. It was made to have people have full custody of their assets. And uh, now that more chains exist, we just need to abstract that away one level up to be able to you know, move freely between assets as well. So if we really want to achieve uh, a future where we have freedom on our assets and we're, we're free from state control of our funds and our hard earned money, uh, we need to invest in decentralized infrastructure. 
And right now, not every time will swaps be more affordable on DEXs as they are in sexes. That's like the decentralized premium. But I highly encourage you guys to try it out and see for yourselves. Because like it's insurance. Uh, it might be more expensive a bit in the short term uh, for a few swaps you're, they're, that you're doing, but just the fact that you're now in full cost of your asset, whatever happens, guys, that's invaluable. So like, even if the only message you get from today call is, I'm gonna check Thorchain out and use it, we succeeded, I'm happy. Or at least if you're just pulling your funds away from central exchanges and just keeping them in your wallet and you don't swap them ever, like I want to, <laughs> thank you. Like do that, guys. Uh, so just join us in that in that mission. My is only trying to build more on that, push that envelope forward. Uh, but we can't do it alone. We need people to spread that message, to use it, to 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 teach others as well. This is complicated stuff. And UIs will start to abstract it away, but we're not there yet. And in the meantime, we, we really need heroes like you to just spread it around and uh, and have the, the like be, be brave in that regard to, to test it for yourself. So uh, that's that's all I would like to, to mention. I hope we do very well and to accomplish this mission of pushing things forward in this in this cross-chain niche that is starting to develop that I truly believe will be huge this cycle. Um, so wish us luck on that. And uh, see you this week in our lunch, guys. Be very welcome. Awesome. I, I, I love that. That's a great send-off. I think separate uh, money from state, uh, have decentralized alternatives as an insurance against centralized entities uh, failing and crumbling. Um, those are all good things that we can uh, you know, internalize a lot given the, the incidents of the last few days. Um, if you are watching along and you enjoy discussions like this, please uh, you know, like the video, give us a subscribe. Uh, we talk with a lot of great folks like Alex and Maya Protocol who are uh, you know, founders who are building and pushing the space forward. So you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of folks like that on the channel. Um, I did wanna say thank you to everyone who was in chat here at Accelerate Profits. Great, I, I didn't know that you were watching along as well. Um, thank you for joining along. Thank you for all your great questions. Generic name, really appreciate you for that. Um, and we'll see you all again soon. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. Thank you, Anissa. Have a great one, guys. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.